Hey there, I'm Ian. And I'm Rachel. And we want to welcome you to our Building Contenders podcast. Here we share messages, sermons, and our weekly conversations to equip you to contend for the kingdom of God. We hope you enjoy it. Blessings. Blessings. I've just been thinking about the faithfulness of God and how waiting on God, like waiting on a promise fulfilled from God can sometimes not look the the way that you want it to. And I've been reading in um, Look To in the Passion um, and in the New English, is it New English translation? Mm -hmm. I love that translation uh, of Simeon. And how he, you know, the scripture describes him as a holy man, a man of holiness, uh, where the Holy Spirit had promised him that he would see the coming Messiah. And uh, here was this man. And I was just, you know, thinking and meditating on this um, even a while back and how, uh, how God had promised him, give him this promise. And yet every day he went about his life, he went about doing what he did and you know I wondered it every day did he wake up and go is it today Lord is it today like will I see the restoration of Israel you know like that was his promise that the Holy Spirit had promised him and it was the thing he held on to and what he imagined it would look like even you know and then one day so this this is years of waiting and on this promise and one day the Holy Spirit said, it's now, it's now. And I want you to go up to the temple. And, uh, you know, the Holy Spirit led him to the temple at the very moment that Mary and Joseph were up at the temple dedicating their son. You know, they had to do that, uh, the whole, uh, by law, they had to bring pigeons and, you know, whole sacrifice thing. And the Holy Spirit brought him at the same moment, you know, and I, I wonder, like, what was the picture? Was there a lot of parents there? Was there a lot of people brought their children to be dedicated? How did he know? Like, was, you know, obviously the Holy Spirit led him, showed him. And here was this, like, long promise. Here was this promise uh, from a man who had been faithful, who had followed God, who had hoped in God and had not seen any evidence of that promise fulfilled yet. Mm. And yet here on this day, he wakes up and the Holy Spirit says, it's today, it's today. Uh, You're gonna watch this promise fulfilled, the one that you've been hoping for, the one you're gonna see me faithful. And, um, And I think, you know, and then it says in the Passion Translation, you know, when Mary, when he prophesied, he took the baby and he prophesied over Jesus. And you can read it. And Mary and Joseph were amazed. And I'm like, why were they amazed? They were like carrying the Son of God, the Messiah, the promised one. That That's a whole other thing. But I, I just wonder for all of us who... Um, are holding on to the faithfulness of God in in all our different circumstances and we are where we are supposed to be and we're like Lord we know you promised to be with us we know um our the the expectation the expectancy is in our heart and we haven't seen some promises fulfilled and and I, I do I do wonder like 
for us, I think it's holding on to our hope and not letting our hope be diminished in the waiting. You know, um, is it Romans 8? No, is yeah. it that, you know, that expectation, you know, being pregnant with something, being pregnant with promise, that we are not diminished in the waiting, even when it doesn't look yet what we expect it to look like. And yet we know we can trust the character of God. We can trust who he is. And, um, and there, there is a day uh, and it will be the Holy Spirit saying it's today. It's going to be today. And, and I think there's many days like that, like there's times where there's, there's lots of those days. Um, but some of us are looking uh, for the, the promises that we know God has put on our, our lives and what he's promised. And, and some are small, some are big. But I just want to encourage us in the waiting because um, we, you know, we're actually in that place personally as well. We're not talking theory. This is not theory for us. This is Lord, you promised, you know, and it is us holding on and not diminishing even our thoughts of who God is or whose character is or or changing our theology because it hasn't happened the way it looked or we thought it would happen. Um, but there will be, uh, as God said, even before our journey here, there is a where and there is a when. Uh, when we were coming to the yes, that was the constant word God gave us through different people who didn't know anything that was going on, wasn't it? And, and time and time again, people will come to us out of the blue and say, I, I really feel like the Lord says there is a where and there is a when. And that was over a year in process. We were in a process of, of digging in and praying and God, do you want us to move? Should we move? You know, will it happen? And, um, and we held on to those words, like the, the strength of uh, prophetic words and how, how much they hold us at times um, and how we, we do not negate the character of God and, the, and trusting him in that in that time, you know? Yeah, Proverbs talks about the hope deferred mm -hmm. makes the heart sick. It's not, it's not hope ended. Um, you know, I, hope's very dangerous. Like hope <laughs> is a very, very dangerous thing. And, and I, I am amazed how many times I protect myself from hoping um, because faith is actually the substance of things hoped for. Um, and, and I, I think we protect ourselves from hoping, um, and because it's, it's actually easier to kill hope than it is to have it deferred, you know, cause we're, we like absolutes. We like, you know, just say yes or no, right. We're just, just yes or no. What's it going to be? Uh, it's I can't still win like, anymore. Right. Um, like there's, what's happening? Yeah, I mean, the, the danger for me, even even where we're at at the minute, you know, the danger for me is that I will uh, make a decision just to get out of the tension of hoping. Yeah, that's really good. Um, really good. And honestly, we're, I mean, we'll, hopefully we'll, we'll figure out and be able to share everything. But um, it's, you know, it is... Uh, 
I, I just want to, you know, I just want to rip the bandaid off and at least have it done with, you know, um, this is the reason I think people dump boyfriends and girlfriends. It's like, <laughs> well, I don't know what this is going, so it's still over. Um, that's it. That's it. That's or, it. We're not. You know, Get me out of here. they, you know, we sabotage in so many different ways, but, yes. um, we just want to shut it up. We just want to yeah. shut the voice of hope up because, mm -hmm. When hope is deferred, mm -hmm. it makes our hearts sick. Yes. Um, it it just does, and and it, and the word deferred just means drawn out. Yeah. It's the Hebrew word for just like prolonged and drawn out, mm -hmm. and and it goes and goes and goes, and like should we hope? Should we keep hoping? Should we yeah. keep hoping in this long-awaited savior? You know, yes. should we should we keep hoping on this long? a way to dream this promise from God because it would be a lot easier to just yeah go fishing. Well, yeah, exactly. I mean, it's it's interesting, you know, we, we have this, I've been stirred and thanks to Kristen for even just reminding us, but uh, Liz Wright gave us this word mm -hmm. um, for the Daniel company and it was, you know, sort of focusing on the three names of God. And one of the names of God was, was Yahweh or Jehovah. There is no such a word, isn't it? There is no name like Jehovah because there is no name like Jehovah. It doesn't exist. It's an angle. Anyway, so it's like Yahweh Sidkenu. Um, and that's really the Lord's, the Lord is righteous. You know, the Lord, you know, God of righteousness and the Lord is righteous and all the, all the multiple, multiple faceted things that that can mean but but what it what it drives me to is when you're in the middle of i mean i wish i knew something about this I don't know anything about it. so i'm told i'm told that when you're in the middle <laughs> of about to kill hope and the hope is the hope is being deferred and you know you're about to say okay this is done i'm moving on um that it's in the middle of delay it's very easy to turn around and say what did i do wrong mm -hmm. did i not work hard did i not pray enough did i not right. push enough did right. i not fast enough did i not um jump up and down was my energy wrong <laughs> you know was I, were we not in agreement about something you know let's yes. did i let's, think the wrong thing <laughs> let's find the jonah right yes. let's find yeah. the jonah in the boat right yes. let's find out who's to blame <laughs> like if we if we can figure out who's been and honestly it's most likely me it's not it's not gonna be rich unless unless I'm, unless I'm like but it's let's find out who's to blame and the thing about yahweh sid could is that's not the issue like the the issue it's interesting the two other names are, are yahweh nisai and yahweh rafa so God's our healer, he's our banner, which is when he, he sort of fights for us. And it's it's interesting that that those that, that it is God fighting for you, whatever it's it's his righteousness, it's his fight. And you know me that I know that we gotta contend. We have this spiritual warfare thing going on in our minds. Mm. And um, you know, this is really where we're at. Uh, so so my my point is that just don't be tempted to play the blame game. Mm -hmm. um, 
I was, I was, yeah, just don't be tempted to play the blame game because it's really his righteousness. And there comes a point yeah. when God is actually sovereign. Like God does what he wants. Like he just does what he wants with whom he wants, how he wants, all of that kind of stuff. He just, just does that. Um, and as frustrating as that can be. Well, I think to, you know, as you say, we can turn in on ourselves. That's, a, you know, um, our prerogative at times is to turn in and see where we are not working hard enough. Um, and and that is, you know, I this in that the analogy of like, uh, if you're not getting your prayers answered or something, you know, if you're in a group or in church and when you're not getting your prayers answered, it's because you're not shouting loud enough. It's because you're not battling enough. It's because, you know, and that it, it is our propensity to turn inward and look at what what our efforts are. Whereas it is trusting um, where you're doing all you can do. You're, you're hoping, and I think it is staying hope-filled, uh, staying encouraged, um, continuing to remind yourself of the Lord's faithfulness and hit you know it's it is his righteousness it's it's yeah. interesting he, Hebrews 11 you know talks about the heroes of faith faith um, and of course the the father of faith is father Abraham who had many sons <laughs> many sons had father Abraham you are one of them <laughs> Many people um, know that song. Let's join you. Know, one of them. So, but there were actions to it, though, weren't there? Oh, please, no, move on. No, move yes, on. Yes, yes. <clears throat> Are you sure? Yes, please, do not. So he, he's Don't. called, like Abraham is called the father of faith, and yet I read a story and it, I feel encouraged because God, God accredited, this is, you know, pre-Jesus, God accredited Abraham with faith. And, of course, that starts with Isaac. That starts when he, you know, he is called a sacrifice when God asked him to sacrifice Isaac, which, which wouldn't have been uncommon in, in ancient Near East culture. Um, but, but he did it and we're told, we're not told this in the Old Testament. It might be part of the, you know, some, some of the extra non-biblical writings. Uh, but we're told in, in Hebrews that he actually believed that God would raise him from the dead. Mm -hmm. That even if he killed him, that God would actually raise him from the dead. And I think that was the moment of, of turning point for Abraham. Um, the, the fact that God had given him the promise and he was prepared to sacrifice it because he knew God would resurrect him. He believed God would resurrect him. Because up until that point, like creating an Ishmael, you know, having a couple of wives, do, doing all that, not believing, telling, telling, you know, kings that your wife's your sister a couple of times, it's yeah. kind of, and yet God came and had a burrito with him. I don't know if it was a burrito. <laughs> Truthfully, I don't know. What? We're in Southern California. <laughs> but God, God came and actually had a meal with him. Yeah. God took yeah, a physical form and had dinner with, uh, with Abraham. Um, and yeah, it's, it's kind of incredible. But you've got someone who was obviously, who had obviously made some faith failures, mm -hmm. uh, came to a point in his life where he knew that if this was, yeah, um, that if this was God asking him to do something, that God would actually resurrect him. Mm -hmm. I just pray that we all have that faith, you know. Yeah. And the problem with faith is it is based on hope. That's pretty powerful, though. Like you think about that, it is really 
very powerful, isn't it? Like you're prepared to kill something and in the hope that you're, well, you're being obedient, but in the hope that God will resurrect it. So, so yeah, I mean, yeah, it is hope. This It's hope that drives it, you know? Um, and I, I just think that. So can, you said once you like, uh, seeing hope in this unseen realm. Can you tell a little bit about no. that? I love that. No. <laughs> no, you tell my stories. You're really good. I, I'm story. not telling your stories. Really you, you can tell your stories. Yeah, it's story. interesting that, that you can see it on people. You can mm -hmm. see it on environments. You can see times when people are actually, um, that, that they have a lot of like faith because it is a substance. It is. Mm -hmm. It's uh, this like it's tacky, sticky, tar-like, honey-like mm -hmm. kind of substance, um, and you know we, we had the privilege of praying for someone about a month ago, um, and a month mm -hmm. two months ago, yeah. and honestly, like it was tacky and honey, and we walked away saying, yeah, she's healed, like honestly, yeah. like there's I have no question about that that your faith has healed you, yeah. Um, and turns out that this kind of mm -hmm. true. She was, yeah. She, she definitely All reports, has. All reports are, are really good. Clear. Um, encouraging. But it's it's really the faith, you know. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, it's tacky. It is a substance. It is it is a thing of substance in the unseen realm. So. Yeah. When you close your eyes, what do you see? Mm. What do you see? Dark. 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 It's dark, right? And, and we have so often, like, do you ever wonder why? Because your eyelids are covering your eyes. Why is it not red? Mm. Like, if, if I hold a flashlight up to my hand, you can see red. You can see all the veins and all that. Why are you not seeing that when your eyes are closed? I hope you're going to give us an answer. Here's why I think. <laughs> it's because that's where the presence of God is. The presence of God in the Old Testament is always, mm. not not always, is frequently in the place of darkness. You know, it's in the place of, of hiddenness. It's in the place of Moses going into the dark clouds, and everybody and everybody in Israel being terrified. You know, there, there is. I I'm gonna start around. <laughs> so it's encouraging. Yes, here's the thing that, that <laughs> I'm, I'm like, you're a little bit nervous. I don't know what's coming. Oh, in, I guess. So, oh, I guess. Here, here's the thing. There is a lie that there has to be darkness in order for there to be light, that there has to be a yin and a yang. That's actually made up. I just want to be clear. That's completely made up. There is no balance in the force, right? That is completely made up by every other S, by every esoteric religion that denies Jesus is in fact God that there has to be balance. You have to learn the darkness if you're going to learn the light. It's absolute nonsense. Beep, beep. Nonsense. <laughs> nonsense. Nonsense. Like you don't actually need that. It's almost like, um, you know, so you've got even movies out about the school of good and evil where you have to train the villains as well as the good and all like absolute nonsense mm -hmm. makes a good story because even the darkness is light to him. Yeah. Oh, that's good. That's good. Come on.
like like it's it's not that I know that light expels the darkness, and that's like in spiritual warfare, that's absolutely true. And that's the context of that. But when it comes to the darkness, like we're not closing our eyes and going, oh no, that's the devil. Mm-hmm. Because it's it's absolutely not. It's actually an invitation into encounter. Mm-hmm. Like imagine if we close our eyes and we realize mm-hmm. that what we're seeing is an invitation into encounter rather than, uh, oh, I don't see anything. For, first of all, we're going to ban that from this yes. kind of company. Yes. Nobody's going to be able to, not like to say that. I can't see. You should, you, should, you can at least see the darkness. When you close your eyes, you can at least see that. That's the invitation in the encounter for the whole unseen realm. Um, but yeah, I just wanted to rant about that. I love that. Yeah, I mean, black, we think of dark, we think of black as a bad thing, and yet it is marked through scripture as the presence is, is yeah. always dark. And it the people were terrified, you know, when that the presence came and Moses sat in the midst of it. Uh, you know, talk to God as with as a friend to a friend, and um, I mean, honestly, that's what we want, isn't it? Yeah. Like we want the presence, and, and and there's just, you know, I think there are times that we're in and um, promises that we're waiting on, and there's things that we're hoping for, and we are, we need to stay, keep our hearts buoyant, and and it is. For me, like it is in that place of presence um, that that we stay buoyant. It is in that place of of God's love, of His goodness, of His character, of His faithfulness. That even when we're in between, in the meantime, you yeah, I love how you say that. Like we're in the in the meantime, in the mean, it's a meantime, um, and it can feel like dark, but to actually embrace the presence of God in that time, that that's the thing that will sustain us. Yeah, I mean, it, it is Emmanuel, you know. Mm-hmm. It, it is this when we're in the meantime, mm-hmm. because it's a meantime, right? Mm-hmm. Um, like when we're in that meantime, it is Emmanuel, God with us. Yeah. Um, okay. Like not God is going to be with us, but God with us. I. I heard him speak to me at one point and he said, you know, he said, Ian, do you know why I'm the Alpha and Omega? And I'm like, no. He says, so I separated time so I could be there with you. <laughs> you know, the, the word paraclete for the Holy Spirit, you know, one of the translations is that he is dying alongside us you know para meaning alongside but he's actually dying um alongside us wherever we are you know that's kind of the that's kind of who he is that's the spirit of jesus himself you know the holy spirit um not as some christians believe this energy that empowers the father and son and all that no that's weird yeah and i think we can get caught if we're waiting on the promise you know our promises um, that there, that's the place where we're vulnerable. That's the place where we can get distracted and actually believe that he isn't with us, that maybe his hand isn't on us, maybe his favor isn't on us. And I think that's the place we have to actually be really careful, you know? Um, and it's, it, it's more important, I think, than we actually know, yeah. you know? It's really, really important. Yeah. 
I am. Yeah. I am. Yeah. Because I, I do think if we, if the enemy can trap us into a place of discouragement where we believe the Lord isn't with us, we will lose our hope. And, uh, and, you know, I love that scripture, am I a man that I would lie? Like the Lord cannot lie. He cannot not be with us. He said he will never leave us. And uh, I remember one time a few years ago, I was in this time of worship. Uh, it was just a corporate gathering. And I had this experience, this encounter with the Holy Spirit. And he said this thing, um, and he's, it, it was a phrase, it's what he, he'll, he dropped this phrase into my spirit and it was, I am bound to this divine affection. And, and it felt like a two-way thing. It felt like a, I understood I will never be separated. I could never be separated from God, but also the covenant that God has with us, that he has made a covenant with us that, that he will never separate himself from us that he can never leave us. And so I think when, if we find ourselves in a place of, um, of waiting, being pregnant with promise, being pregnant with the promise, um, that seems at times impossible, we hold on to the truth that Emmanuel, God with us, because he has promised, he who is faithful, has promised and um, and I, I think that's the thing we hold on to you know who he is and and, that, and that's the time we look back and we go do you remember do you remember do you remember and we encourage ourselves and and we we encourage ourselves in the waiting uh, and not giving up Okay, who thought of Earth, Wind, and Fire there? <laughs> what? Do you remember? remember? September. Anyhow. <laughs> I did not think of that. Yeah, it's just me. I have songs come through. Songs and movie quotes. <laughs> but yeah, so bless you guys. Bless yes. you guys. And may you be enlarged in the waiting. Yes. Like Eugene Peterson says in Romans 8, you know, that, that we are not diminished in the waiting. Mm -hmm. Uh, because the, the final piece of that proverb, was it 1412 or something? I looked that up earlier, just in the phone. And the final piece of that problems, or that proverbs, <laughs> you know, hope deferred makes the heart sick. Yes. But, but isn't it? But when it comes. Yes. Not if it comes, but when it comes. Yeah. It is the very joy of life itself. When it comes, it is the joy of life. So we just want to declare that over each one of us here, ourselves yeah. included, that when it comes, yes. not if it comes, when it comes, yes. that it's the joy of life. And I believe we have to do everything we can do so that he can do what only he can do. But that moment we're in the place where only he can, when you're in that place, um, much like us, truthfully, when it's like we've done all we can, now we're just standing, yes. and we're waiting on him doing what only he can do. Yes. So we do everything, right? But there's sometimes we just need him to mm -hmm. be our banner. Yes. So bless you guys. Yeah, bless you guys.